Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. And we're back, the Osteo Connection, back at it another week. We are minus, we are minus one again this week. Someone is still on vacation. The same person. But we've added another. We have a special guest for all of you listeners today. We have with us, next to Jason Turnbull, we have uh, on video and in our ears, we have Sharmila Kotkarni. Sharmila, is, um, she's the founder of the Integration Symposium which is coming in uh, October 22nd in Hamilton. Sharmila, welcome to the Osteo Connection. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, so I know we just sat down uh, a little bit ago just to kind of get an overview, but uh, Sharmila, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, and, you know. Sure. So sure. Professionally, I'm a physiotherapist and an osteopathic manual practitioner. Uh, as well as an entrepreneur, like most of us in the field. And yes. I'm the creator and organizer of Integration 2023, the Canadian Osteopathy Symposium that's taking place in Hamilton this fall, just like you said. Nice. So tell us, what's the inspiration? What made you, what made you decide to create something like this, like a big, uh, a big symposium like this? Uh, as a physiotherapist, I attended a, a number of different conferences and continuing education, uh, you know, courses. And uh, one of the things that I really liked about it was how it brought together all of the different practitioners, people who practiced in different fields. Uh, and I thought that really helped to build a sense of community within the profession. Uh, and as osteopaths, you know, we're kind of uh, isolated. We've always been a little bit outside of the mainstream healthcare field, uh, but we're starting to become more and more accessible. There are more and more of us that are working uh, across Canada. And I really wanted to build community. I wanted us to be able to collaborate, uh, to find support from one another, to learn from one another. Uh, and the skills and abilities of uh, the people that are out there doing the work that we do are amazing. They're astounding. So it, the the opportunity to to do this just felt like something that was needed. I wanted to fill a void because we don't have anything like that uh, that's actually being offered. And of course, as as you know, with the pandemic, anything that had been offered would have been suspended. So this is the opportunity, I think, for us to really raise the profile of the profession, again, build some community and start to explore the expertise of Canadian osteopaths, people who are working here in our field across the country. Nice. Couldn't agree more. There's nothing better when you take any course or symposium, you get together and as fun as the courses usually are, it's always just such a treat to meet, you know, like-minded people. And often we'll find too, like we, we have a multidisciplinary clinic, but so many of us work as solo practitioners and you're kind of, you use the word isolated. We've used that word so many times over the last few years where people sometimes feel like they're stuck on this little island where they don't get a chance to talk to, to people as much as they like to, because when we're treating, we're treating, right? We're, we're really confined into our offices. So getting a chance to meet people and, you know, share ideas and, and just getting a chance to meet people. It's, it's all about connection. Very similar to what we did for our podcast. 
you know, weren't able to work? What can we do to stay connected? How can we bring people together? Because let's face it, our clients, our patients want the same thing as we want. Everyone wants a feeling of connection and, and togetherness and, and symposiums like this is a great way for our profession to do that. It's amazing. How many speakers do we have at the symposium? Well, the list is growing because for the for the in-person symposium, that's what that's the one taking place on October 22nd. We have a, a pretty final schedule, which uh, I think we have four in-person workshops and, and then another four or five present presenters that are part of our plenary session. And then for the virtual, uh, the schedule hasn't been finalized yet, but it's mostly the same presenters that are doing the virtual workshop um, that are part of the plenary session. Uh, obviously, the hands-on sessions won't be taking place in the virtual workshop, but we're building additional uh, opportunities for people in breakout sessions with potentially with tracks. So that schedule is still being finalized. We're working on it and we'll release the final schedule in the next few weeks. Awesome. Awesome. Tell us about the, the name integration. We were, we were chatting about, we love that. We love that, you know, integrating things that you've learned, um, you know, integrating together. The, what, what was some of the, again, your inspiration for that? How did that come about? Well, one of the things that I loved about osteopathy when I, when I added that onto the, you know, um, skill set that I, that I've learned was that, Osteopathy is different from physiotherapy in the way that we treat the whole person. We treat the whole body, the person that's in front of us. So it's uh, not as regional as physiotherapy is. And uh, one of the things that our, you know, our, the, that the philosophy of practice resonated with me was that treatment has to be accepted by the body. And the way that the, the treatment's accepted by the body is through integration. You encourage the body you, and you hope that that uh, that treatment effect is going to take place, but it only takes place if you integrate. And and integration in 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 approach can be rhythmic. It can be uh, it can be through um, the other different uh, treatment approaches that we provide. But the idea of of that really stuck with me and has held strong as like a foundation of the way that I I sort of approach treatment and approach clients is that if we don't have you know, if, we, if the treatment that we provide isn't integrated, really all we're doing is is treating and then the, treating the symptoms, treating the effect, and it's not going to have any long-term long -term impact. But if we can integrate those changes, and if the patient in, can integrate those changes, then of course, there's an opportunity for a long-term effect and a long-term impact. And I thought, you know, that the even the, the logo, like the, it looks like a tornado, I think, but but I, I do sort of think of that, the swirls, the, the oscillation, the idea of, of, of cycle and circling, all of that just helped, helped me to uh, visualize, you know, what I really wanted to achieve with this particular project. And that's how the name came about, because I think it really reflects the work that we do and how unique it is compared to other healthcare practices. No, I couldn't agree more. I think that's amazing. That's so, that's so true. I mean, every day at the end of every session, we're always talking about integration with our clients, right? This is what you need to do, you know, quite often, like, you know, I, you know, I, I work upstairs. I'm like, I want you to go downstairs. Like, just don't go get in your car. You know, you got to go for a walk. You got to do stuff so that with this treatment we just did, it has a chance to stick with you and integrate as opposed to, you know, getting off the bed, sitting in your car for half an hour, driving to your next destination and so on and so forth. So it's, yeah, that name Sean and I were talking about before we got on air thinking, that really resonates well. We knew it had to be something 
you know, it's one of the core principles of osteo, right? So it's, it's very, very well done. How about the speakers? Yeah, and I thought it would resonate with our, our colleagues, you know, they know what that means. It, like almost viscerally, we understand what that word uh, evokes, the, 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 the sentiments that it evokes and the, also the, the results that it evokes. So it, uh, it just was, it was just, it just felt right to me as a choice. And then how about the speakers themselves? How did you, how did you find uh, who you wanted or, or how do you determine what, you know, what were the courses they were going to take versus the speakers? And like, what were you really like, what were you really looking for as far as that, the, the way it would run that day, the way your presentations would go? Uh, that was a process that evolved. Uh, you know, I, I didn't set out with any specific uh, criteria, except that I wanted to highlight Canadian osteopaths. Uh, even in, in, you know, general association meetings or other meetings that I've attended or seen advertised, many of the presenters are not Canadian. And, you know, because we have such a different, uh, our different, our scope of practice is so different from practitioners in Europe and the UK and in the States, uh, sometimes the, the presentations are not applicable to us. So now what I find is the, if we can highlight Canadian practitioners, then we know that the scope of practice is something that's going to fall within our realm and hopefully be um, useful to all of the, the people that are attending, the participants that are, are attending. So that was the first part, that they be Canadian practitioners. Uh, and then uh, there were a couple things. Uh, so I had a patient who um, uh, was transitioning and uh, he... I really learned a lot from him. And what I learned was that as a practitioner, I didn't really uh, understand inclusive uh, wellness and, and how to necessarily provide a safe environment uh, for uh, the community uh, that um, is part of the LGBT2SQ plus community. I was really hoping to learn how to do that. And I talked to my own colleagues about it. And, and we, you know, they, they agreed that this is an area of practice that is, that again, has a void. So we needed some experts who would be able to come in and, uh, and really highlight at least the basics for us so that practitioners could move on from there. So that was a void that I felt in our own practice, in our own clinic. We did a clinic audit to determine sort of how well we were placed um, to provide services. And, uh, you know, in some cases we did really well, in other cases uh, we didn't. So that was, that was something that was top of my list to be able to provide to osteopaths around the country and people who are working in, in clinical settings. Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today, we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence. This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level. Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBA. So that was one thing. And then uh, again, when it comes to collaboration, uh, there can be some, you know, there can be some fracturing amongst the community. And, and my goal was to, to bring people together. So I started looking at uh, people who uh, worked in the different, um, you know, in, who were who graduates of the different schools and programs, members of the different associations, and really wanted to make sure that uh, all of them were represented 
especially in Ontario, where we're located. Uh, you guys happen to be in Quebec, but that was uh, another aspect of practice that I thought was lacking. People don't necessarily understand how to, you know, run their business and and what is the, you know, what are the things that we should be doing? We're all we're all healthcare providers, but we don't have any business education. So these are those were some of the reasons, you know, that I approached certain um, certain uh, providers, certain practitioners, and the rest of it just evolved sort of. Uh, naturally you know one person told me about this person another person told me oh you should talk to this person so that's how it all came together i love how it all evolves and uh, we are honored and excited to present at uh, this year's integration ceremony or symposium uh we had uh, we had another one of the, your speakers in the lineup uh, last week as our episode or as our guest on the on the osteo connection and super excited to connect with her and excited to hear her present uh, that was uh, Genevieve Zizzo. So, um, no, I, 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 it's honestly, I think what you're doing is is needed. It's welcomed. It's going to be fun to just connect, get together, especially after, again after the kind of the three years we've gone through, right? To get together, to connect, to share, to learn from each other. Um, it's going to be super powerful, and we're excited. Uh, let's go. Let's. Okay, integration. Let's go way back, though. I want I want our listeners to hear about your journey. So you talked about physiotherapy. Well, let, give us a little bit about your your background, right? Before this integration ceremony with your Innova Health Clinic and all this stuff. Let's go way back for a bit. So, what was your journey towards osteopathy like, or even into healthcare in general, right? Yeah, you did. Obviously, you did physio af, or um, osteo after physio. So, how did you, you get interested in? You did in a health? bachelor of arts as well, right? You, the, yes. You yeah. Well. So what's not in my bio that's online is that my mom and dad are both physios. So oh. yeah, I come from, I'm a legacy practitioner. My parents immigrated from India as uh, physiotherapists and, and my mom actually opened a clinic in Hamilton in 1966 and she ran it for 55 years. Wow. Uh, and so she was like an incredible inspiration to me as both a parent, a working parent, of, you know, of her generation, as a working mother, she was, uh, it was unusual uh, for someone to be a working parent and own their own business. So that was really inspiring. And uh, my dad also, you know, he had, uh, he worked in healthcare for a really long time outside of the field of physiotherapy, but then later in his 50s, he came back into physiotherapy and he also was an entrepreneur. So I really came to it quite uh, gently as that that road was paved for me very smoothly through both the parents uh, and I started in fitness like so many of, uh, of our colleagues and then transitioned into um, you know bachelor's I did a bachelor's in languages because I was I wasn't planning to be a physio I was planning to travel and move to Europe and anyway came back went to physio school and then worked here with my parents for a long time. And then uh, in 2010, uh, I kind of figured out that there's something missing for me in just practicing physiotherapy. Uh, you know, there were, uh, the, I, I experienced this, uh, this difficult situation where I had patients that were getting better and I wasn't 100% sure why they were getting better. And I also had patients that weren't getting better and I wasn't hundred percent sure why they weren't getting better. And I felt like that's the bad place to be as a healthcare provider. You know, I know that we don't have any guarantees when we provide a service to someone, but there was just so much, um, it was so nebulous. 
for me at the time. And that was after I was already 10 years, more than 10 years in. And so I knew I had to change. I was either going to stop or I had to, I had to enhance my knowledge in some way. And osteopathy was the perfect fit. Like it really felt perfect. Uh, you know, I walked into the school. I, you know, I spoke with um, the administrators and it just, it just resonated with me. And, you know, and from there, my passion for the practice just grew. Uh, and, and we ended up uh, opening up our, our clinic, Innova Health Clinic. We had, we had our other clinic, too, that my parents owned which we um, we sold in 2019 and we just focused on the one clinic. And that's where we are today. We have a, a multidisciplinary clinic. My husband works with me. He's also a physiotherapist. He specializes in um, upper extremity. He's a presenter at the symposium as well. And um, and he uh, and I have just, you know, been working sort of side by side, both as, as you know, husband and wife, as parents, and as business owners for the past 25 years. So that's that's where we are. We're here today at this at this junction. Yeah, that's incredible. That's you are definitely geared for physio. You're surrounded by it all day, every day. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. And the next step with this symposium, that's exciting. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. We're so very excited. I'm sure. And then mm -hmm. if if you can, if you can look beyond that. What's next after that? Like, what does it look like post-symposium? Is this something you want to do perhaps on an annual basis? Is it, you know, is it something that's maybe leading you to something else, a, a, you know, a different kind of project? Or have you thought that far ahead? Oh, yeah. I'm a planner. <laughs> um, maybe to my detriment at times. But uh, ideally, I would love to run the symposium next year uh, in back in 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 Ontario, but also uh, either on the East Coast or on the West Coast, or both if if uh, if all goes well. And I'd love to continue our virtual symposium. I think it's an amazing way to uh, make the the information as well as the community uh, accessible to people who maybe uh, aren't uh, able to to come to our location wherever we're offering uh, the in-person conference. Uh, so that's so those are the plans probably for 2024, 2025 is to go from, you know, central, like, so Ontario, as well as East Coast or Ontario and West Coast, and then eventually all three running um, all three every year with practitioners, uh, uh, you know, from all different places, you know, like, I'd love to bring in some practitioners from the West Coast that we didn't have the oppor opportunity to do this year. I'd love to expand to um, more days so that we have the, uh, the option to uh, have workshops and hands-on sessions that are either multi-day or, uh, you know, people could choose more than one option. Because, of course, this year it's only one day, which means uh, people have the option to choose a hands-on as well as uh, they get to be part of the plenary session. Um, so those are, those are the, that's the vision that I have uh, for the next, you know, few years to build it and collaborate uh, with as many practitioners as I can, and also um, build the the profile of the profession across the country. I think that's that also is is an underlying goal of mine is to raise the profile of of osteopathy uh, across Canada. I think you're on the right, you're in the right direction. You're headed in the right direction. Um, no, that's exciting, Sharmila. Well, um, we are very excited to come present at the inaugural uh, symposium. 
Uh, we can't wait. Again, we were the other day. We were looking. We're like, oh wow, it's coming up fast. And we it's coming up fast. <laughs> practice lives, our busy family lives, and all the stuff that we've got going on. Um, it's Kevin around. on holidays all the time. Yes, Kevin to support gone. the clinical. He's always away. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, we're very excited. So we can't wait to. We're excited to have again uh, for all the listeners out there. We're we're going to have. Um, I don't know if we were able to get in touch with all of the presenters, but we're going to have most of the presenters on the podcast on the podcast in the upcoming weeks that you guys can hear them. Um, what's the best way to sign up for the conference? How to, what, what should, we'll have all this in the show notes, but what's the best way, Sharmila, where can they, where can they access and sign up and get the details for the upcoming symposium? So the best place to find that information is on the website, which is integrationsymposium.com. And there's a link to the event portal there that has all of the registration information, uh, the discount codes that are currently available, as well as accommodation and um, the schedule for uh, for the day for the in-person symposium is live. The schedule for the virtual symposium will be updated in the next couple of weeks. And the virtual symposium is November 19th, is that? November 19th, yep. Sunday, November 19th. Sunday, November 19th, perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. thank, thank you so much for sitting with us today, Sharmila. Thanks for sharing uh, your journey and uh, your upcoming journey. You're, as I said, we're very excited. We can't wait to to be part of this symposium. Um, and uh, again, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, also through the website, there's a contact us uh, connection and uh, and we'll be, we, we get back, we'll get back to you right away. That goes right to me. Perfect. And did, I hope we mentioned it's in Hamilton, right? We didn't it's in it. Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton, Ontario. Yes. Um, oh. I just wanted to say thanks you guys for the opportunity to be on the podcast and as well as for your interest and your excitement and your, your commitment to this project. It, it really, it means a lot to me and I, I'm really looking forward to us meeting in person soon. As are we, it's all about connection. We can't wait. Uh, it's been, like you said, it's been a few years. It was rough. No one could see each other. And you can tell that everyone's just at that tipping point where you can tell that everyone wants to get together and, and be out and, and, and meeting people. And let's face it, osteopaths are cool people. We all get along well. Everyone's going to have a great time. And uh, I'm sure the event will be spectacular and lead to many, many more renditions as the years go by. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yeah, thank you to all our listeners, osteometrorship.com. If you have any questions, uh, don't hesitate. You can reach out to us. If you have any questions about the symposium, we'll be glad to answer as best we can. If not, we'll send you in Sharmila's direction. But we look forward to seeing you again next week. Next, So we're going to we're gonna do a little brainstorming. Sharmila might be out next week on the podcast. And mm -hmm. week after that, we'll have uh, the upcoming, we'll have speakers from the actual symposium. So thank you so much, Sharmila, again. And we will see you, all of you next week. Take Thanks, care. guys. I look forward to listening. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend. <laughs>